It's This Week in Sleaze with your hosts, King Who and Sleazy K. And the Great Lord, Joshua Rager. This podcast has been rated Category 3. No one under 18 may be permitted. Let's talk some not Christmas cheer, not even fucking cheer, but castration cheer. You know, it's Christmas time, you make the food, you cut your meat, use your knives, maybe scissors, in some instances. And then you come to a realization. You are missing a Taiwanese Christmas classic on your to-watch list. So once dinner has been served, consumed, you sit down in front of the cozy fire with your favorite beverage, in my case, Yilmust, and watch Castrations Galore in the 1994 Taiwanese-produced Category 3 Golden Oldie. Another piece of romance. Then, you go pick up girls. Yep, the second movie of our This Week is Lee's Christmas special is called Picking Up Girls, and that's all the introduction it's gonna get. Except, scissors are exchanged for hammer in that one. So, you know, we're able to conjure up a connection and also a very merry Charlie Chow Christmas as him, his member, and his consumed member features in these two movies and uh, the, the guys who are here they know all they know what that is about but they were gonna fill in your listeners during this christmas special my name is lizzie gay and with me to close out the 2017 uh, uh, podcast year charlie cho style is the great lord joshua regal and king who my christmas buddies hey buddies Woo! howdy partner <laughs> it's early here come on give me something <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cowboy in the early uh, wee hours of the morning. Uh, King Who is the cowboy. Uh, howdy, partner. <laughs> so, how's it going there in one time zone, which is the Easter time zone? How's it going, King Who? Welcome back. Uh, we were hoping to have you on earlier in the year, but we couldn't work it out uh, discussing uh, Bulgaria and Confessions of a Concubine, but sadly that couldn't be worked out. So, but how's it going, buddy? Good. Keeping busy. Still watching all of these Hong Kong movies. So, uh, yeah, this should be fun. So you, you, we, we know you, you're a devoted father because obviously you shoot everything your daughter does, meaning that you are ah. taking care of her, like your eyes are on her. But uh, you know, in all in all seriousness, do 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 you have time for much movies these days? Uh, it's it's not a uh, crappy question. I'm 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 curious because I'm because I I'm not a father. I have all the time in the world. Yeah, it's very it's very hard. Like a ninety minute movie takes maybe three weeks to watch. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's tough. <laughs> so what I do right now is I exercise at home. I have a home gym, so I watch movies while I work out. So as I'm counting reps, I read subtitles. So it's it's pretty cool. Uh, that's a nice combo. That's, yeah. that's a modern combo, a very proactive combo. Yeah, shoot two birds, you know, kill two birds with one stone, really. Right so that's the, that's the way I, I go about it. Work out and watch watch movies. And organize your collection. Uh, or, or, it's, or it's always organized in the... In perfect ways, so do you like change up your organization? Like it's gonna be like uh, like in high fidelity. I'm gonna sort it autobiographically. <laughs> yes, I, I always think of that that movie. I always think of that scene, particular scene. But no, it's a mess. It's there's shit everywhere. It looks good though. Those shelves, so fair tapes. It looks fancy, man. It's uh, or, uh, organized chaos, as they say. Right on. Uh, well, uh, I'm very happy to have you here, uh, Joshua. You, um, we, we I, as I always say, I'm not here to expose your life, but uh, I, I feel very confident in saying that. Uh, I expose I, it enough. Uh, yeah. Exactly. You, you're going to expose <laughs> it, but I'm confident yes. in saying that it's okay to say congratulations on the marriage, buddy. 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on in a year. It's all me, 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 me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's great. Yeah, we just uh, kind of uh, eloped or what have you. Just decided to. I mean, we've been sitting on our rings for like three months, and so we're like finally it's like this. That's hurt. <laughs> Is that where you put him? But, uh, yeah, it's got to go somewhere. Fuck. And uh, yeah, we traveled to Florida. Got hitched. Now uh, here we are. Not much changed other than uh, taxes. <laughs> oh, what, what what a romantic! <laughs> I know. Like five days into it, like <laughs> shit. Is this it? <laughs> yeah, same shit. You know, we we have a dog. You know. <laughs> no, but, but you go you going away at some point, right? When it, when it both suits you. We are. Yeah, January the fourth. I will be in Brazil. And we don't get affected by Zika. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I still don't know really any Portuguese. I'm going to be relying <laughs> strictly on her for that. So I'll be talking to my new in laws and through a translator. That's going to be. Well, slowly but surely, you can pick up some conversation yeah. on Portuguese, I'm sure. Yeah. You're, you're a smart lad. That's smart. We'll see. <laughs> Not that smart, says the guy yeah. who became a nurse over the course of seven Ooh. or eight years. So. <laughs> take a compliment Jesus speaking of that I just got my bachelor's too um, well I haven't actually received the paper yet but I did pass all my classes and on the 14th in four days I guess I'll be forced to walk the aisle or whatever they fucking call it across the stage I'll be doing that getting the Show second off. part of my degree ah shit ah. <laughs> yeah you know Fucking bullshit, anyway. And yet you've been professionally, uh, you know, on the job for uh, for for a year or two. A but year, uh, yeah. yeah, with an associate's degree, like the. Uh, hey, don't bash associate's degree. degrees. Don't Hell bash no. them. Hey, let me tell you. So, you know, my associate's degree, <laughs> it got me in the job. I went to the community college. I got that. You know, now I've went to like a state university and everything like that for this bachelor's, and. uh I fucking much prefer the uh, community college experience. <laughs> you know, the community college, you get, I don't know, just everything's more direct. Mm. You know, you get to know your teachers better. You get, you know what I'm saying? You actually have a relationship there with the whole university thing. Nobody knows what they're doing. You can't get in touch with anybody who does know what they're doing. Uh, it's vastly overrated. You're on your own little island and uh, pray for the best kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they're about to be three, so by the time this comes out, I can shit talk them all I want. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I can't take it back. <laughs> well, I'm I'm very happy regardless, guys, of your respective uh, developments, because uh, your girl is growing up and uh, she is getting a uh, an education, a, a hands-on education. Who is who, and uh, who in terms of Hong Kong cinema profiles. So I remember I, I do watch these videos. You're standing there. Who's that? Simon, say Simon, yes. Simon, <laughs> and of course I thought to myself, when is the video gonna gonna come up where he stands there proudly? Who's that? Charlie. No, Charlie. not the dog. Charlie. <laughs> when she's thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Teach Daddy Charlie Cho's name in Mandarin. <laughs> It'll happen someday. Where's the big quad poster of Charlie in your collection? Is it proudly displayed, or you you don't you don't have any? You you remember that uh, mug shot shot of Charlie? Do you have a, like a uh, where he's uh, looking like uh, very uh, like uh, at the camera with a aura of mystique? 
uh, do you have that blown up and on your wall, or that's only a JPEG on on your on your phone or your computer? No, that's that's, that's just the JPEG. That's it. <laughs> all, of, all of my dirty stuff is is kind of put away. Well, it's 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 within reach, but it's still put away. <laughs> I can still do my business if I want to, so I can still reach. That's exactly right. Exactly right. It's not hidden behind uh, free coded doors or anything that your wife sets every night. Like if you want your stuff, you, you gotta work for it. No, it's, it's hidden behind napkins and lube. That's oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because no sensible human would think of even going there. So, like, it, it's going to reside there safely. Charlie's not going to rip anything off uh, up your dog, Charlie. And uh, like, like, has he destroyed any anything out of your collection, or it's been out of reach for for your boy? No, he did one poster. I forgot what what poster it was. It might have been a. I had a copy a reprint of a, a full contact poster, and I was rolling it to to send someone on eBay, and he uh, I had it on the bed. And I was about to roll it, and he jumped on the bed and just went right through it. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So I had to refund that person their money. <laughs> well, uh, at least it wasn't an original, expensive, super rare one for like hundreds of dollars that just went into the trash. So uh, thankfully it wasn't there. Uh, were you trying to scam someone? Like, oh, totes original. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. no. It was a, they knew it was a reprint, but they got their money back anyway, so. Well, guys, I'm very proud of you, regardless. Uh, as for my year, I haven't done anything, really. 365 <laughs> days passed, and that was it. No, no. In my in my own ways, I'm always doing something. But, uh, you know, mental progress and uh, progress in life in some shape or form. So it's all good. Uh, but uh, let's uh, let's uh, get on with it. Uh, uh, the contact information you all know, so let's uh, not uh, have a boring business uh, here in this show. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say is uh, you can find us on podcastonfire.com and uh, all your needs, uh, the Diswingers Leads needs and uh, all those other needs uh, within the other shows, all present there, man. And uh, do you guys do, do any online stuff anymore or that the time is simply not there to write or do videos or anything like that? No, no. It's I mean, the, the site is still up, but it's really defunct. I have no time for that. So everything I do is kind of on uh, Facebook. Well, well, your site proved to be valuable when we did our... Uh, uh, mindfuck re-review. Oh well, look at that! I I contribute to society. Look at that. Yeah, because I had to look. <laughs> I, I I had to look up either a plot or something. Or oh, I do remember what I extracted from it because you wrote out the fact that within Mindfuck there's some Jess Franco inspired shots and stylings. And oh, really? uh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Oh. Do you even remember who <laughs> Jess Franco is? <laughs> no. I, I do, I do. You're ringing a bell. <laughs> uh, so I had to ask uh, Joshua, it's like, uh, because I, I thought he was very familiar with uh, Jess Franco, because uh, Joshua is a, is a degenerate, as we all are. So, uh, <laughs> but, but, but you were like, yeah, maybe. I mean, sounds like something he could have done. So, so keep it online, uh, and uh, because uh, it served our silly bonus episode very well. Okay, good, good. Uh, okay, guys, we uh, will head into a musical break uh, right now, and after that, we'll start discussing the Taiwan castration massacre, if you will. Like, if th- this would have been re-released in a cheap way, in- and if someone looked at the movie, they would have said another piece of romance. That's soft stuff. Let's mm. just rename it like the Taiwan castration massacre, and uh, <laughs> they would have been right. But we are going to look at another piece of romance featuring that content and more after a musical break.
and welcome back and the first movie for this this week in today's christmas special is well neither of them are christmas uh, themed because god knows you can't find many hong kong christmas movies anyway uh, l- l- last year i it was really a gold mine to find midnight because you can equate that to new year's eve midnight and then lang kwai fong swingers that is set during New New Year's Eve, but uh, so sadly we didn't have any Lan Kwai Fong Swingers to the you know origin, so <laughs> like they didn't extend that uh, like franchise with uh, like uh, these characters were in the Stampede too, so we can <laughs> we can do a sex movie with other characters. Uh, bring Charlie Cho back again. Now he's called Charlie. He's someone else, and he also died. <laughs> But but no, we have to find something else. But uh, another piece of romance, I'm I'm I picked it because King Who reviewed it once upon a time during our last Lazy Movies watched segment. But I never did see it uh, uh, before or since, uh, and nor did Joshua. So this is another theme of uh, me and Joshua can offer up our views on it. But having been like maybe a year, five or ten years ago since you saw it last time. Another piece of romance that is maybe um, King Who's notes are way different, you know. Uh, as long as you don't dislike it, then uh, then, uh, then then you're still all right. Because if you start disliking stuff that you thought was wild and funny, well, it was start, okay. Yes, yeah, good, good man. <laughs> we should have a little bell as soon as you say okay, like ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> Whenever no. he says okay, drink your uh, drink your Dr Pepper. You must. My you must. I'm going to crack open my Yulmos right now. Good. So. And I'll rattle off the plot in the meantime. And it is from my review of the film, but done with the help of King Who and his plot as spoken of during the episode in question. Because as clear as it was, I had a little trouble like separating the threads and creating a coherent plot for myself. So you assisted, for all intents and purposes, in crafting this plot. So here we go. Great. Except in Thailand, the character of Sun Kwan, played by Gambiu, is after a precious antique dubbed the Love Bottle, that his rival <laughs> Dick Jung, <laughs> that his rival Dick Jung, played by Peter Yang, is in possession of. He does have his own boss, uh, Sun Kwan, that is, but it is when combined with the other uh, that it's uh, that it starts to work a little bit better because it is said to contain unmatched sexual potency, and the backstory. To uh, to uh, double vases, if you will, is that a monk took the secretion <laughs> of <laughs> of five hundred boys and girls and mixed it with sacred mud from Tibet to make these two bottles. And the reason Sun Quan needs these two is he really needs an heir in form of a son. He has a daughter. That's not good enough. Uh, together with a black magic practitioner from practitioner from the mainland, the first plan is to scam Dick Jung, who is also an avid nude photographer, as we see in the beginning of the movie, uh, by claiming the antique represents bad luck. But the uh, black magic guy, he's dismissed as a fraud. So next step is black magic. So he curses all the men in Dick's uh, family using Sun Quan's daughter, Chi, played by Chan Wing Chi, and her virginity as a trigger for said curse. All while Dick's wife knows he's fooling around with girls and Anita Moy. <laughs> That's right. And the sisterhood of women now decides enough's enough. The sisters are out and the dicks have to go. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I think that was my, I think that was genuinely my, uh, I didn't steal that from you, that's little phrase, but obviously you uh, contributed like 95% of this, so. Okay, guys, we'll do a short opinion first of all, and uh, let's go around the room. Uh, Joshua, what did you think of another piece of romance in short? In short? In short, ha. Uh, 
<laughs> Look, if uh, <laughs> Look. <laughs> if I if I spit on your grave could be considered a classic with just one castration scene, let's multiply it by five. <laughs> That's how fucking good this movie is. Was it as little as five for me? It was like. I think they're up to seven or eight by now, but maybe no, it was just... it was just five, I believe. We'll we'll go through the tally later. But uh, I did, I did, I enjoyed myself. Uh, you know, maybe just being compared to what comes later in this episode made it look a little bit better. But no, uh, no, I wouldn't say that to be honest, because you're you're right, you're absolutely right. It's <laughs> it's a uh, off the wall stuff. Uh, but uh, let's throw it to you, uh, King Who, for a short bite-sized opinion in whatever way you'd like to uh, deliver it. Bite-sized, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, any movie that has someone eating their own dick is is a, is a pretty. Good, and I've seen some movies, maybe <laughs> not. I've seen some movies in my day where people have eaten their own dicks. Well, I won't go into it. But been around the block, kids. <laughs> It's, it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> it's always a sign of greatness. Uh, and then somebody's chomping on their own cock. <laughs> That's good stuff. With relish. With relish. <laughs> Both <laughs> figuratively and literally. Yes. <laughs> not a common sight uh, in movies regardless. Especially, and, and especially not category free movies. Uh, this is... Um, uh, it's a fun one because uh, despite its no budget nature is one of the few category free movies that manages to craft both the wired ideas put them to use on screen and then have it translate as pretty wild off the wall cinema I mean the what the fuck factor is pretty high despite having little technical ability to pull off the gruesome nature of it all because you know it, it doesn't have tons of effects just because it has five castrations but the production is clever and they know how to translate um they, they know how to throw a lot of stuff on the wall and actually make it stick is, is the point so i i, I remembered your review king here about um really nothing else other than the charlie Cho scene so a lot of this was a surprise to me and it was a little delight actually because it was, <laughs> it was fun it's so much fun yes. like uh, a lot of these movies have no momentum other than here and there uh, but i thought that this one did uh, so but it is clearly low budget uh and uh other than scoring the tickets to uh, what presumably is Thailand as well. I mean, it sure as hell doesn't look like Hong Kong, those uh, beach scenes and all of that. But it sure looks like a Hong Kong sex comedy because we got a first scene going on complete with a photography pervert (laughs) who has a photo session where he calls all the ladies he uh, photographs uh, fruits. (laughs) (laughs) So it's one of those guys like, I'm not hiding my camera whatsoever, but but then the curiosity enters. Why is he accepted by the girls? Because they they jump all over him. Like, hi, Dicky. Hi, Dicky. So, Dickie. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it's Dick Young in the movie, but you call him Dicky yeah. in your review, so I'm going with Dicky because <laughs> it just works better. So so there's no context uh, to to it all, and then we're thrown into his photo sessions, his antique collecting, and. Then some various characters that are lecherous. I mean, my point is here, even before they get to the black magic stuff and when they get to the black magic stuff. So this is the question for the room. Was it too much to take in in terms of, I don't understand what these threads are about. Or was it coherent early enough or in the end for you? So if I ask you, Joshua, was there any problem understanding all these threads in terms of uh, the plotting and all of that? 
I don't know. I mean, as it went along for me, it gets a little, especially like when finally we started getting into like, oh, black magic curses on all of the family first. And you start following all these different people and stuff. I, I did find the narrative kind of got a little, a little wonky at times, but, uh, the guy likes his bottles. The guy likes his, uh, you know, nude pictures, you know, just let the man have his hobbies. <laughs> That's what I say. But but then you have side characters like uh, like uh, the character Wu Fung plays, and and another guy who's a young guy who seems to like he likes his conquests and all of that. So ooh, I haven't had her. Uh, so before we we talk of Wu Fung, who's who's a veteran actor, you can see him in normal movies. <laughs> in this one, it's not so normal. But the the, the whole thing of coherency and the movie like having so many threads. Uh, uh, King Who was that ever a problem for you? Like untangling that and understanding that? No, not not at all. I think um, it's kind of like everything but the kitchen sink was thrown into this movie. You know, sex, black magic, castrations. I, I think, like you said earlier, it's it's a really coherent movie. Uh, it actually had a script. You know, it didn't like fly. <laughs> how, the, how do like you the, know? Like the, well, the the second movie is obvious. They didn't have a script. <laughs> <laughs> this movie actually looked like it had a script, and, they, and it, it went along. Um, and it, I think it carried itself like that. It was uh, Wu Fung. I mean, like, I don't care if we spoil anything here um, because who's going to watch? I felt bad for Wu Fung. Not for what happened to him, just for being in this movie. I, I, didn't yeah, I was understand. about to say, like, what, <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for all intents and purposes, uh, Wu Fung, who you've seen in Master Vampire and tons of movies playing kind uncles and shit like that. Here he's a child molester. Yeah. And oh, I don't Nuts. know who held a gun to his head or <laughs> kidnapped his family. But believe me, Joshua, I'm sure you recognize the guy from somewhere. But sure. it's not from these kind of movies, man. And I was borderline uncomfortable what they were doing here. Yes. Okay, so, yeah. so, so, want to pick out the ball king who, in terms of uh, what happens here with Wu Fung's uh, minor role, uh, because he is a child molester. And uh, what, what, what is that to say? Well, he's he plays a child molester, like you say, the pedophile. And I thought there's one scene, like when he goes out and he's like just looking out, and he's like he's just looking, and he's like trying to pick his conquest. And it reminded me of a scene in Revenge of the Nerds when um, they asked Booger, you know, did you get a date date yet? And he goes, I've been out combing the high schools all day. <gasps> <laughs> so it kind of reminds me of that. Like, Wu Fung was combing the high schools for his, uh, his, uh, his pleasure. And uh, eventually he, uh, he was a headmaster of a school, I believe. Oh, and he, yeah. he gets to pick who uh, he wants to give a scholarship to. And then he gives his scholarship to this girl. Uh, you know what I thought that was? I thought that was a, a, a stable of actual uh, adult prostitutes. And the one who dressed up as a schoolgirl, that was the fantasy he bought. But apparently... It's you know, possible. It still, it still was horrible. I'm not, I'm not making excuses here. <laughs> the first... And it's, it's strange. Like, there's the scene at the... Like, he's at home and, like, he's receiving these phone calls. And at first he's... You know, from what I gathered from it, he's like, at first he's on the phone and he says... Oh, 18, I want girls, I want young girls, I want 18-year-old. And I'm like, eh, well, okay, you know, all right. But then they call back and they're like telling him that they have a bunch of 18-year-olds. And he's like, 18? What are you, crazy? I want 16 or 12-year-olds. 12-year-olds are the best. Like, oh, my God, what the hell? That crossed the line. That crossed the line. (laughs) See, but now for that thing, I wonder if that was actually just in the subtitles or he actually said that. You know, I know it, it was kind of it's a weird. Strange. It's weird to have those two conversations back to back. It could have been a joke. Yeah, like, but I, I'm not sure. I didn't follow it that well. But Wu Fung, fucking Wu Fung, I couldn't believe it. 
And the, the funny thing is when, when he, he goes from zero to hundred because it seems like he's calm enough. Then he starts groping, quite intense. And then he his direction is apparently the <laughs> that you know no subtlety whatsoever. Like yeah. if you're gonna commit a crime, then you might as well be the the degenerate that you are, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> it, it was it was pretty shocking to see because it seems like it was as a matter of fact someone underage and you just you move it you gotta make us hate this character like come up yeah. somewhere please please because this is borderline not very well filmmaking you know <laughs> and i'm gonna stay with a character that does this but uh, that's the only thread that seems like it's dealt with quickly and then there's no at all focus on him or the young guy that was on the phone right. and his conquest right. sensibility right. after right. after that it settles into a couple of um you know select few characters um so so i almost for, almost forgot that wufong was in it and uh, mm. what happened happened to him uh, so uh, but so it was more like a shock factor of knowing that he's more mild on screen and here he's uh, directed in such an otherworldly way that it's not coming from him i think triad's got to him or something we want you for this movie you're right for <laughs> this movie after ask for 12 year olds what <laughs> yeah we're gonna subtitle it to something different it'll be fine <laughs> no one will know but the vibe is packed and it shows that and it also has no hurry to insert its sex scenes right it mostly ponders its ideas of black magic and the uh, and the vast uh, connection and the uh, plotted elements and the episodes of the various characters that get their dicks uh, cut off and i thought that was it felt like it had control of its elements because the the energy was there. Like even in a cheap set, like the the chamber where he performs the black magic, and you got doves flying through it, and you got um, backlit windows. Despite yes. that costing like five bucks to produce, it actually looks pretty damn good. Right. There, there's an energy there without being stylish or having effects and crap like that. We've seen movies that have no way to reach this level even if they tried and here's a movie that sort of it has a momentum of sorts and and i was sort of like oh cool black magic and our actors here chan wing chi despite just having to sit there having uh, mm. chinese characters painted on her and eventually stripped she's into it she's admirably <laughs> into it despite being obviously a character that's used but here's an actress that was into it and I appreciated when those elements started to get together like okay here we go like magic I'm not complaining like show your goods movie exactly and Chen Wing Chi show your goods <laughs> <laughs> but, but you can just uh, you can just imagine uh, uh, guys we, we recognize her from from a bunch of movies but this year you and I Joshua watched Erotic Journey which is by no means a good movie and she's fine in it but clearly she's not directed and it shows but then you watch false lady which is a very pleasant and sweet movie she is directed and she responds and in this movie i think there's elements of that too where someone is steering some kind of low budget vision here and she sort of responds in a professional way she doesn't look bored and i kind of give her props props for that it's likable when someone is professional enough to be in it despite having to, you know, moan and show ecstasy in front of the camera during the black magic scenes. At least that's kind of good. Kind of works. It's entertaining <laughs> and we can move on from that and and just go through the episodes. 
And being episodic sort of still makes it coherent. It's a whole in a way. And episodic is something picking up girls did very poor. Very and poor, yeah. <laughs> when the castration plot happens, you, you also wonder, like, is black magic even playing... Uh, ha- have a right. place in I this mean, like me it seems that it was going to happen anyway because the women have bonded together and they're going to commit crimes <laughs> together that, that that was one thing that was crossing my mind it's like you know i mean you cheat on your wife your wife has like a social group where everybody's talking about <laughs> castrating their men if they cheat on them it's like i don't think you're, you're really doing much i think that you're, you know that this shit was going to happen one way or the other yeah, and the movie is a bit um, up in the air in terms of if that was affecting anything to Black Magic, or if it was just like doing hand emotions and having doves there and, and totes Black Magic. Until the ending. Mm-hmm. No. Waka waka. Exactly. <laughs> I like the guy, though. I don't know what the actor's name is, the guy who plays the mainland Black Magic pract- practitioner. I mean, it's not yeah. a movie for thespians, uh, with no. thespians, but, but the guy has sort of a, a, a glare in him that works for me uh so w- w- what <laughs> what what is there to say about when we first see castration on screen i mean is it even on screen king who i mean does it have the chops so to say chop chop to show anything effects wise no it's it's implied it's implied but you, you as as a male <laughs> you you feel you feel the your, your member as their member Yes, and uh, yeah, it's but it, it's it's all done. It's all done. <laughs> <laughs> Do you disagree? <laughs> no, it works. I think it's effective. You, you know, you know, it works because the scenarios kind of are super funny as well. Um, because the first scene happens when sort of first sex scene happens. The 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 couple who has sex amidst the ducks, mm. right? And for <laughs> me, by that point, the movie had reached a kind of flow and momentum where. It's allowed to throw anything on the screen. It sort of works. I mean, the subtitles are hilarious, as they always are very during good. during yes. sex scenes in particular. Like left leg, very good. <laughs> 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 and, and and this chain of revenge starts, and they, we we got the castration amidst the ducks, and it's chaotic. And you know, I, I don't care if we spoil it, and I, I'm the worst person to explain because uh, the the this castration doesn't involve the surgeons getting uh to work on this dick because it uh, it disappears doesn't it guys yeah it does almost all of the <laughs> castration sequences are uh hidden in some form or another either underneath a blanket or something like that but uh the touch that uh does just kind of add to the horror of it is the you know s- multiple sequences with males jumping up and you know, we're watching from their backsides as they have blood all over blood. their legs. Yeah. <laughs> ah, man. And, and animals running away with the members. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and guys with recently castrated jumping into what looks like nasty contaminated water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, could yeah. you sense, uh, Joshua, that by the time we get that executed on screen uh, despite this low budget nature that I think this movie is onto something. I, I'm not bored. <laughs> I'm not bored. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, after the first couple, you know, you're like, oh, wow, two castration sequences in one movie. How lucky am I? Woo! It's a Christmas uh, discount here, too, for the price it's of one. It's a Christmas miracle! <laughs> but, but then it doesn't stop being a delight, the movie, because then you introduce new characters, and 
new introducing new characters on top of a packed movie could be the kiss of death, especially for yeah. someone who's not very attentive. Me, I'm, <laughs> I'm super stupid. But for some reason, they get it done because the vibe is correct. I mean, they introduce the the guy, the brother of someone, and they, he's a womanizer because uh, they call his dick Girlbuster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have a tone hovering over the movie that where hey, I just lean back and I think I'm good. I'm, I'm in good hands. Let's uh, let's crack our fingers and uh, like uh, let's uh, let's get into this. <laughs> that, that one's also another good one that points out that maybe the whole uh, you know this whole thing is bullshit with uh, the castrations and stuff because he's originally the uh, black magic guy is doing his you know his shit in order to make the guy impotent like right. that was the whole thing and he's <clears throat> successful and but then girl buster gets his dick cut off but anyway because he can't fuck his wife anymore so it's like he got castrated anyway because of that same damn group you know so his shit <laughs> it's like it wasn't really working the whole time anyway yeah you know what i find it very amusing is that every every castration scene is followed by the same ambulance shot. Very sitcom thing to do. Exactly. But, uh, why shoot it multiple times in a stylish way? We have our ambulance shot. Like, but but it, it it became very comedic because it all it all it's according to a sort of set set structure. And I I thought I was delightful. And and another reason, by the way, why, why I also think the black magic is kind of bullshit is the ceremony involves a um, a balloon or a uh, or a condom that gets uh, uh, air blown into it. And you think to yourself, <laughs> really? I don't. I mean, you've used the chicken, granted, and the chicken blood, but now you're just performing party tricks. <laughs> and, and like the part where the the balloon deflates in order to make the guy impotent and everything. There's like next to it. There's like a whole like fucking like a dog or something made of uh, balloons, like a clown thing. You know? Did anybody else see that? I, I missed that. I missed it. Like, there's like there's like multiple balloons around. It's like what the fuck was he doing? I don't know. But 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 do you think uh, King Who, when we get the reveal of what happens to um, the brother who who was the girlbuster and what they do to him surgically, is that the sign of the movie just getting better and better and better and actually clinching its ideas? I think so. It kind of reveals itself as just it's it's a comedy. All right, that's it. <laughs> that's what we're doing here. It's a comedy. Cocks are getting chopped off. Don't worry about it. You're gonna laugh because they make no deal about the fact that. Um, what is going to be the replacement penis? Up, oh, dogs. Got it. <laughs> Poor dog. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, of course, it's not. It's nothing serious, considering they do that, and he also adopts the behavior of a dog. Oh, yeah. uh, which is sort of like, it, in a no-budget movie, that could have been so flat, but for some reason, the one-time director, I mean, bless the guy's heart, did one movie, did it well, and fucked off, uh, to to get that energy right despite just shooting at standard locations and having no style or budget to, at all. I, I'm just amazed that the momentum was as good as it was here because I it was jaw-dropping, man. I mean, mm. it, it, it's, it's not just the idea, but the vibe within the scenario where we realized that they have replaced him with a dog and he's not barking. <laughs> I mean, it was just, I did a double take and I've seen my fair share of messed up stuff and still I was able to... 
Oh, dear Lord. Oh, my God. It's working. It's working. He he barks, he growls, and then he also lifts his leg to pee. (laughs) Bizarre. It's bizarre. You know what, Joshua? You you can have those ideas, but it's all to make it funny. Really, it must take some skill, right? Oh, yeah. You know, they he finished this movie and they must have given him like a position at a uh, fucking university or something. Now he's teaching <laughs> teaching others. Like I did, I did one movie, kids. This is the one. <laughs> You're gonna aspire to, you know. You're gonna write your thesis about this. <laughs> Take a look. It's a comedy and a drama. Yeah. <laughs> it's soap opera acting, but you have the side plot with. And they they exclude Chan Wing Chi for a large portion of the movie. I thought, like, is that mm. all she's going to do? Sit there at the altar and go, Ugh. But they give mm. her some drama because she's caught. Uh, she, she's a virgin, and that's the point. Mm. And she, with her boyfriend, she can't do anything about it. At, at this point, she's conned into thinking that her father is sick, which is such a weak con, by the way. Like, you have to do this. <laughs> so dad is sick. Look at him. And he... You know, he might as well have waved. Like, hi. <laughs> like, he, yeah. he, he, he doesn't look sick at all. So you gotta do this uh, black magic thing for me, and you gotta stay a virgin. But, so when the boyfriend and them feel a huge attraction, she must refuse him, and he feels sad about that. That's sort of dramatically sound, but it isn't affecting as such. It, 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 it's soap opera stuff. But uh, And you get to see your tits in that scene, so it's great. Yeah, she hasn't, uh, she isn't above. <laughs> this uh, no. cinema and, and and bless her for it man i mean we, we got a performer in the second movie uh, our japanese performer that in, <laughs> in such a crappy movie she is the five out of five pro in it and i kind of think <laughs> chan wing chi is um is is doing it man i mean she's not inspired but she's not sleepwalking through this and no. i i think that's uh you you, you gotta give uh, props uh, props for that uh charlie not in this movie a lot He's one of the uh, he's one of the, the dicks, if you will. Uh, but uh, what can we say about Charlie Joshua? His intro uh, in the club, um, looking um, looking like Charlie always does, very content, right? Very dapper. Oh yeah, yeah. he kind of dances into the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Smoking a cigarette about an hour in, right? He's in a strip club. He's bebopping to the beat. Love he's it. carrying himself like he's like the cock of the walk, right? Got like a Hawaiian shirt on. <laughs> Typical Charlie. That, that's a guy who enjoys himself. And I thought, like, we, we should all aspire to enjoying ourselves unashamedly, right? Like, because I'm, I'm, the, I'm here. I'm, I'm the life of the party. And uh, that's, uh, and, and, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's probably smoking a hemp cigar. Yes. <laughs> Which is the scene I think we're going to go into de- detail uh, um, on. But I, I wanted to say that I like, sort of like the club. I guess it's the second half of same the same club scene where there's a sex show. On... Are they actually fucking? Do you, uh, that was yeah. insane. It looked like insane. professional softcore fucking, if anything. But yes. I, I kind of looked at that. They're not doing the Tommy Wiseau misplaced softcore uh, sex, right? Like uh, fucking each other's belly buttons or whatever. The, the placement of uh, of uh, all the equipment. There was, there was penetration. There was penetration. It looked like that, it. Yeah. So. People were, were really like looking. The the audience was really. Just staring at the at the gyrations. They they were fucking such blank <laughs> stares too. Yeah. They were doing a great job. So that's job. how you do that. Oh yeah, so that's how you do it. Okay. <laughs> they were doing a great job of like continually keeping that guy's like yes. hidden <laughs> and like the movements too. They were really in sync. It looked like a show. It really did. Yeah. You can like you're like he taps your leg. Like stand up. 
Like yeah, like they, they knew, there was like five different positions they were meant to go to, and they're like doing it one after the other. I was like kind of impressed. I was like, this is progression. This is better than the majority of uh, fucking in these movies. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say, like, this is better than the majority of the fucking in these clubs because I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Uh, there, I, I think, I think so too, because obviously they didn't build any of this. It's an existing location, and the the, the shot is sort of documentary in style. Charlie, Charlie's inserts are with with the lady that he has sex with. Uh, they, they they seem separate, um, right? So, um, but but there are some wonderful uh, subtitles here. They they add some uh, post dubbed murmur, if you will, when they watch the couple on the stage. What pills has he taken? He's so powerful. <laughs> One of my favorites. So, uh, but but for once, like Charlie's part of a, an erotic scene rather than him just huffing and puffing and uh, and uh, using Milka for his uh, for his tea, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like for once, he's uh, they they're trying to have sex under the radar, which who cares because there's sex on the stage anyway so so charlie's part of a quote-unquote serious erotic scene here rather than he's <laughs> talking all the time and and uh all of that but then comes the charlie scene that uh, i'm not going to talk about uh, such because you guys uh, will be much uh, more apt at talking of that so who wants to talk of the weed smoking and subsequent uh, castration is it really i don't know what kind of what they're smoking honestly i, I know it says hemp in the subtitles but uh it's a fatty all right <laughs> that's what they it's it. <laughs> who rolled it <laughs> <laughs> they had a box full of them already pre-rolled i mean like, presumably the were they on a boat or something and they cracked open some crates so yeah, yeah. I, I guess so <laughs> so um is that the uh foreplay if you will uh to essentially uh, sex? yeah they're, they're out yeah <laughs> They're out on a boat. Like, they go from this nightclub to a fucking nasty ass looking cargo boat. <laughs> and they're kind of, you know, it's kind of funny because they're kind of fucking near the, uh, like, the entryway so that, like, they can see naked tits and stuff like that for, like, a split second. But, like, whenever Charlie's wife, who had been watching in the club the whole time, like, keeping eyes on him, whenever she gets in there they're magically transposed like you know 50 feet inside the uh cargo hold smoking a blunt and uh doing some definite fucking i i i enjoy that he he's kind of a dick to her because his subtitles say <laughs> like she she's smoking away in a calm way and enjoying herself right it's not she looks uh-huh. like she's done that before but he still says to her in the subtitles look you behave like a pussy Mm. What the fuck? I have that in my notes too. It's great. I she, love it. She's enjoying her high. Like, shut up. Like, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know if that was like an insult. Like you, you would call somebody a pussy. I thought it was like, like at the time she's smoking. I don't know what the fuck. Like, is it because she's sucking in and out or something? Maybe <laughs> it'll get to the right place. She inhaled. So it's all good. <laughs> But 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 I love the uh, I mean obviously so, so sometimes it's a good thing you don't know subtitles of course because it'll be funnier in your head if you don't know but at one point he says why don't we take hemp and but in the Chinese subtitles the words high and happy are displayed at the same time <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of don't want to know 
uh, because it, it's not high H I G H, right? It's uh, H I. Like hi, happy. Right. Hi. <laughs> Uh, so King Hu, what what else happens in this scene? Uh, is it the uh, love making and everybody's uh, ha- have a happy end, and uh, then it's all good afterwards, or what happens? There's no happy ending because uh, as this is all going on, Charlie's wife is sneaking up on them, and just as uh, ecstasy is about to take hold, she just uh, castrates him. She chops off his uh, his winky, Captain Winky. <laughs> and what's what's really funny is like she just takes it and runs away with it, and then Charlie <laughs> Charlie grabs his crotch and runs away and he he's in the subtitle say it hurts wife where where are you taking my dick <laughs> and he's, <laughs> he's running right. after her he's running after her there's blood streaming down his legs there's blood caked to his ass oh, oh. and he's running and like i she feigns throwing it into that dirty murky water and he jumps in after it <laughs> and as he's like searching for his dick he grabs a snake <laughs> The, the 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 subtitles before he jumps in is uh, feed fish. I'm coming in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And there's like a group of people watching too, right? They're laughing. They're laughing at him, making fun of him. <laughs> horrible. Why the fuck are you laughing at that? Jesus. Oh, it's so I mean, this must have been uh, obviously the peak of the movie, right, Josh? Like nothing can top this, right? Again, spoil, spoil the shit out of this because uh, is is Charlie's story done? No, no. Th- things get a little confusing. Okay, so I need some verification on this. She then takes that right to a meat grinder in the back, right? The penis. Am I yes. am I presuming? Correct in that. Or a okay. fish grinder, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> and skip forward to Charlie now in the same hospital bed that uh, the dog guy was and everyone else and uh wife shows up and charlie's not even really that mad apparently you know he's just like oh if if you have that penis still you know that doctors say they can attach it <laughs> where's my penis wife oh and she's like well look i brought you a hot dog Your favorite food. <laughs> just eat this and afterward we'll talk about it you know and so charlie does as is told and proceeds to eat the entire hot dog and then what happens somebody else you want to feel that punchline you can you can finish up okay <laughs> it's charlie's dick ah! waka, waka, waka. <laughs> and not even a wow but they freeze on charlie going like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not a like no anything like <laughs> episode over uh, that dick it that dick it dealt with boom where and but but you know until the credits until exactly the yeah. and yet and i admire the movie for i know these movies can't keep up momentum and go from different scenario to different episode with momentum and fun and jaw-dropping sides and yet this movie does it and it, it never dips in a way where like Okay, I, 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 I can see. Here's the low. For some reason, at least from the, let's say, 20 and 30 minute mark and onwards, when everything is finally settled, I think there's like a non-stop sort of like momentum, like upwards, 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 because they, they managed to use the stance of no rules. We're a comedy and a soap and a little bit of drama and blood, and uh, but we have no budget to do so. And yet it manages to keep track of that momentum and I, I i found that very irresistible and so 
entertaining because it's uh, it's all a matter of I didn't expect that so I guess that was a highlight no that wasn't a highlight and <laughs> I have another thing and even after Charlie's scene there's still some stuff you know who, who can top eating your own dick <laughs> <laughs> I can so we're back to the drama obviously and uh, it sort of concludes with uh, Chan Wing Chi um, they, they, they imprisoned her boyfriend in, in the attic uh, just because uh, I don't know just so he doesn't go to the police I guess and, but she decides to free him and all of that. Then, if the Wu Fong sequences in the movie were, were kind of disgusting, there's a brief moment in a scene later on that's it's a line that creeped me out so much. She, one of her captors, so one of the henchmen, she uses her sexuality to sort of free herself that way by opening up to him, you know. Ah. And she says, well, he says, as. Uh, he sees her like miss you're really grown up and it's like oh <laughs> it seems like he's known her since he was a since she was a kid there were two words before he says that there was an exclamation oh what were they, uh, what were those words i actually missed that <laughs> pussy hole oh yes oh <laughs> pussy hole miss you've really grown up oh. <laughs> she, she's of age but it's kind of like i think he's known He's known her since she was five. You don't say that, yes. man. Yes. I, I don't think I want to say anything else. I mean, I, I don't care if you spoil it, but I I just think that when they bring back Chan Wing Chi and, you know, for all intents and purposes, it seems like the better people in this movie win. You know, there's no heir at the end of it. No male heir and uh, nothing really works out. And uh, that's and, and then we do get a twist and that's, that's expected at, but super enjoyable that they had the momentum doing all we've talked of and then they do the H-O-L Hong Kong cinema twist which is either a little bit of a horror twist in this case or people just jump in the air and go wow something is uh, revealed yeah. you know we have that too uh, it's the type of Hong Kong cinema twists of the 90s but the I, I, I can't say I disliked anything. I, I would have gone with a nice end to it all. The young people, they got to uh, they, they got to experience love. And everything's fine. But I didn't mind the twist, cur- twist at all. And that, the, that uh, there was something black magic-y in the air, mm. you know. And so, so I, you, you guys are free to spoil that. I just want to say that it... Uh, it, it worked all the way for me. It, it, this was unexpectedly enjoyable all the way through. No peaks and valleys, a lot of peaks. And uh, a delight, a delight. So, King Who, anything else you want to say, uh, regardless if it's the end spoiler or not? No, I won't, end, I won't spoil the ending. But I like the end credit sequence. Is like, it's a, the classic freeze frame. But what is great about this freeze frame is Chan Wing Chi's nipple is still in the freeze frame. <laughs> How great is that? So you get a whole end credit scroll with her nipple in the in the picture. That's just, it's a beautiful thing. It's great. No difficulty in screen capping these kind of things, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> like like to to get the VCD quality stable enough so we can catch the nipple. No, no problem. It's gonna be there. All still. Any final words? Uh, does it still work for you in an overall sense? Is that it, you know? Do you feel it has a momentum almost all the way through, or almost, or, or or even all the way through? Oh, it definitely does. It's a it's an enjoyable film. It's a it's a weird subject matter, you know, infidelity and castration, but it's done really in an in an odd, bizarre, playful way, and it's it's really good. That we never mentioned Anita Moy. Really, we should talk about Anita Moy. 
Yeah, I, I don't know how to describe that other than that it isn't an Itamoy. It's not an Itamoy, but I think it's it's a is it a transvestite in Itamoy that is playing the actual Itamoy? <laughs> Looks like a guy who's a really good double for an Itamoy. Right, yes. exactly, exactly. Because like the the show, the the show that the stage show she does is like a transvestite stage show, and then his character also sleeps with transvestites, as his wife exclaims. So I wasn't sure. I'm like, is that really Anita Moy, or is that just a transvestite Anita Moy? I, I was under the impression that that it was it was supposed to be the real one. Obviously, it's a double, but they they never really got uh, had a big reveal that oh, oh no. she's a transvestite all along or anything like I that. If, if there was a lawsuit or something like that, because that's that's pretty crazy. And it's the P.D. Yang character who's, um, you know, he's rich and wealthy and he has connections like that. And therefore he knows Anita Moy, of course. And uh, I wonder if it's she even bothered if she ever found out to sort of sue for like using her likeness. Or if it's, mm. it's simply like, who cares? It's category free. <laughs> so they, sure. can, they can do their thing. I, I don't know if they used any <laughs> of her songs. If that was an Anita Moy song, I can't, say, no, I can't no. say that for sure. But that was bizarre. Just wild. It's wild stuff. It's it's really fun. A lot of fun. Maybe someone whose actual job at that time was impersonating Anita Moy during stage, yeah, yeah. stage shows I, and I clubs. I could see that. Definitely. Cool. I do have a question at the end of it, but uh, let's throw over to Joshua. Anything else you want to say in terms of uh, the ending and or overall tally and entertainment factor of it all? I just think that uh, it's a movie probably that probably deserves a larger audience due to the violence, I think. I think that this sort of shit usually grabs people's attention, and it's kind of a surprise that uh, it's not as well talked about as you'd think it would be. It's the pros and cons of this period of Hong Kong cinema and Taiwanese. I mean, it has Hong Kong performers, but it's 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 said to be Taiwanese produced. But you know, it it it, it could be either or in sure. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but uh, good efforts can have a tendency to be drowned out in this very busy. Uh, production period where movies like Picking Up Girls might have gotten more attention even though it's not better necessarily because they, they were churning them out like left and right and quick um, because and, and home video obviously it means it, it hasn't been released on DVD as such I mean the, it, it got a laser disc and a VCD uh, possibly but uh, or maybe VHS too but Mayard did, did have it but uh, that was it so they've never been able to extend it it's life, and and the West never really caught on to these kind of movies as such. I mean, in a general sense, the category three impact in the West was due to movies that had a harder. Uh, it was uh, movies with a harder edge that solidified category three's rating in the West. Right, your Run right. and Kill, your Naked sure. Killer, and so forth, and and uh, and the sex comedies. I think uh, I don't know. They may, maybe they feel a bit too local to strike a chord with the west in in a way you know even though i would have loved to see uh people like to oh, i love ebola syndrome and another piece of romance i would yeah. love that sentence to be uttered somewhere <laughs> but uh, I, I i got a question for you uh, king who uh maybe you were just bullshitting me but um was this at all based on something true from real life well ken as 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 funny as uh, as this is it was based on I guess a, a phenomenon that went on in the Philippines. I did some Google research. Oh, my God. Yes. No, I didn't. But um, I found an article in The Guardian from 2012. 
and I'm not sure how reputable The Guardian is. I don't believe it's like The Onion, so it's kind of legit. So I'm going to quote this. It said, it became fashionable in the decade after 1970 for the humiliated Thai wife to wait until her philandering husband fell asleep so that she could quickly sever his penis with a kitchen knife. A traditional Thai home is elevated on pilings and the windows are open to allow ventilation. The area under the house is the home of the family pigs, the chickens, and ducks. Thus, it is quite quite usual that an amputated penis is tossed out of an open window where it may be captured by a duck. All right. And so the article goes on. uh, (coughs) There is a Thai saying, I better get home or the ducks will have something to eat. Oh. So I guess it's it's a, it was a phenomenon. It's a it's a known thing that had happened, and I think there was a medical paper that cited eighteen specific incidents. You have uh, you have research to do, Joshua. You have access to medical <laughs> papers. Uh, peer reviewed only. We only accept oh. peer review on the show. <laughs> only the best. Yeah, my, my theory was that something out of the headline made itself it, when you said that. Something out of the headlines made its way into this movie, and they crafted a lot of other stuff around yeah. it. Presumably, something to do with the castration, because it is such a key element, uh, if you will. Um, so, it, and, and that's sort of how Category Three worked too. Like, grab something mildly related for, from the headlines, or something very known, and as in the case of Lang Kwai Fong Swingers, produce it quickly, mm. and off you go. And uh, I, and it turns out to be movies like Lang Kwai Fong Swingers and movies like Run and Kill, and therefore you, you get different sure. quality from that way of thinking, right? Because uh, Run and Kill was also based uh, off uh, something from the headlines. Uh, so, uh, wow, wow, wow. So uh, that's a good one out of the way, <laughs> and <laughs> no, uh, good one. I mean the, the, the other one has um, it's amusing to discuss in in some shape or form. But uh, we'll get a review and discussion and some chuckles out of it, I'm sure. But uh, that's uh, that's the second half and another piece of romance, doubly reviewed uh, by uh, King Hu, and uh, we have uh, done so as well. Maybe Joshua feels inspired in five years' time. Bonus episode <laughs> re-review of another piece of romance. Can do it. <laughs> Now with more penis. <laughs> the hardcore <laughs> edit of another piece of romance I've just found on VHS. We're going to re-review it. <laughs> like the, the extended club scene where we actually see exactly. the penetration. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you go on your VHS hunt, uh, King Hill, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, to, yes. we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll uh, reconnect again in a few years. <laughs> Got it. Another version. Through the jungles of Thailand, I'll be searching. <laughs> Okay, guys, uh, let's take a musical break. Uh, this was Christmas here, wasn't it, guys? And uh, and you listeners, but uh, we'll um, pick up in the second half with the movie Picking Up Girls from 1994, starring uh, Charlie Cho as part of the Shaw family. Not that family, but another family of degenerates. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back in the second review of the the, the, the This Week in Sleaze Christmas special. It's uh, not a Christmas related movie either, but we got a Charlie movie, and that's that's <laughs> enough. You can all, you can pick randomly, and that'll be good. That'll be enough for a Christmas episode. So the random pick was 
Picking Up Girls from 1994. I mean, it's all in the title, man. I mean, we we can discuss something out of the movie because we know what it's about based on the title alone. It's uh, about picking up guys, too, to be fair. But uh, we'll get into it. The plot from my review of the film, The Story of the Perfect Shaw Family and its breakdown because of their sexual perversions, respectively. Mr. Shaw played by Charlie Cho, is the boss of a company that works a blackmail scheme with a colleague in order to get new, attractive female employees into bed. The wife, played by Choi Manwa from Temptation Summary 2, she was better in that movie. Let's just say that. <laughs> Much better. She is sexually frustrated because the husband won't put out. That is Charlie, that is. And sets into emotion a sexual fantasy about being raped by a robber. That goes well. Ish. <laughs> waka waka. The daughter is a policewoman searching for well-equipped male suspects to take advantage of. And finally, there's the um, model photographer son, played by Dennis Tang, also of Temptation Summary 2. He's the director that uh, that's called Fucking You in that movie. And that, <laughs> and that proclaims that films of Category 3 are rubbish in Temptation rubbish. Summary 2. <laughs> also the lead in You Poison 2. Uh, and he bets nearly every woman he shoots and every woman he sees, essentially. And one of those l- ladies is uh, the character, I don't know what she was called. I liked her the most in the movie, and I haven't even written down her damn name. Jean, uh, uh, possibly. <laughs> it says Jean Lee. Jean, yeah. yes. And she's played by Oto- Reina Otomo, or, or Otoma Reina, and uh, the lovely Japanese actress. She plays uh, one of the models that has a gangster boyfriend coming out of jail soon. <laughs> scary dairy drama uh let's go around around the room for me it's very minor and sometimes amusing fun that's about it i mean it co- comes off as an effort who wants to capitalize on the market trend of softcore porn rather than put forth actual efforts you know contrast that against another piece of romance and the window to capitalize on the market uh, wasn't that massive i mean a couple of years two years or whatever so there's minor stuff that's amusing to at least talk of some dialogue that's fun some sites and scenarios that are minor fun but it's all in it it, it comes and goes in spurts you know it's sputters sputters it has no momentum and stuff like that so not a good one but i'm glad to have my christmas buddies here <laughs> my category free christmas buddies <laughs> to talk to about this movie so that that's my short opinion uh, jo- joshua uh, what did you think is short of picking up girls or technically picking up girl? <laughs> uh, that was nudity and a uh, bunch of characters in it. It was a movie. In focus most of the time? Most of the time. Then it's a movie. <laughs> uh, the mom character who Charlie didn't want to fuck was a pretty girl. <laughs> yeah that says it all doesn't it let's <laughs> yeah. let's cut him off for now and uh let's uh, talk to king who <laughs> what's your short opinion of picking up girls uh in relation to another piece of romance that's really a sharp contrast this movie was made for like five dollars <laughs> it was just an excuse to have people people fucking on film that was it. it it was a lot of fur and early morning dew and that's i guess all that mattered even the characters look bored as they uh, and resentful as they enter the uh, breakfast uh, breakfast table in the morning there. Uh, but they're all following dad's cue. At least they're eating together. They're a family. Family that eats together. And then they eat like slobs on the crack. Ha, ha, ha. Monsters, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Joshua, was there any particular, uh, particular nice uh, epic score in this scene? I know you wanted to talk about this. Sounded like... Uh... 
some old Benny Hill type music or something, right? <laughs> like fucking clown music. It's it's oddly some music in the movie doesn't seem to fit the moment at all. No. Either. I mean, that's Christmas chimes <laughs> or like Christmas dongs or whatever in one scene. Like, which, okay, got 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 like dongs. There's dongs in this movie, um, so it fits the Christmas theme, obviously. But, but I heard that in one scene, like ah, how pretty! <laughs> All of a sudden, everything is. <laughs> Uh, so, so is this scene King Who uh, where they eat in as slobs in undercranked fashion? Is that a sign of creativity um, to come? I guess they were trying to signal that um, it's going to be a comedy of sorts. <laughs> I guess. I guess it, it, maybe they don't want to spend spend time together. I don't, I don't know what it means. I, yeah, I don't. I don't point. know. And and because we also we were trying here means that no, it isn't good. <laughs> and there's no like, like this. It could be fun. Not a crank could be fun, uh, but but it isn't because it, it's such a lame scenario. And then they go out on their respective adventures because this movie is episodic, like you read about. And it's basic as stage as was another piece of romance in parts, but it was simply was better because here the basic staging has you know there's no fun in in it as the dialogue scene continues with Charlie Cho and his wife Choi Manoa. And uh, granted, the, the sexuality is rank. She complains, and she uh, confronts him. Be, uh, she uh, she blackmails him into having sex with him later that night, <laughs> and then he finds his uh, bag of tools and supplements and things like that. So, and and he has a problem also that doesn't turn up again. We don't see Charlie munching down on like supplements or eating like uh, uh, you know a pig's penis because that contains like average I don't know you never see a scene of him like nom 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 now I'm super strong and if the movie forgets about an opportunity like that where, where she finds his, his stash right then you sort of know what you're in for a movie that just sort of feels uh, pasted together you know different strands into one yeah, very oddly uh, constructed. It's it's not cut and paste. I think it is a full production, but it feels like we got the scene in the middle, the breakfast scene. Let's shoot some stuff around it, put it next to each other, and I think that's a movie. I don't think there was like a full script. I think there was just an outline of things that they ideas that they wanted to to do, and if they got to them, they got to them. If the if they have there was a detour, they took that detour and 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 saw it where it took them. I don't think there was like a real full. Uh, a script like there, I think there was an, another piece of romance. Oh, well, you're, you're very much correct. I mean, they, yes. it's a po- it's a poster boy for that kind of oh, yeah. quick, quickly conceived filmmaking, and uh, and also a sign of that people are not very very much into this. It's just work. Right. Yep. We did this quotable stuff, and I guess Charlie's sort of part of that, but it's not uh, enough to. S- to have a peak really at all really when i say amusing it's not peaking at any point at all one of the things that i found amusing is the fact that uh, this movie just goes for the first sex scene without any context whatsoever because i think it's the maid (laughs) yes the maid of the house and she (laughs) and i love when these movies show clearly the direction is enjoy right show sensual ecstasy on screen right and she does, but it's akin to having her ecstasy seems to match either being fucked or at least having oral sex performed on her. But what does the guy do? He just sort of like gently kisses her feet. 
and, and that creates like this almost orgasmic uh, reaction. And I think that's uh, it's sloppy as hell, but it's amusing to me that it's so so like uh, it, it doesn't match right. Her reaction doesn't match with his actions, and and I might be alone in that. Like that's amusing because it's so bad, but. Uh, that's how Hong Kong movies worked in a few years ago. Cheap Hong Kong movies. Yeah, I don't know how you feel, King. Here, if this is uh, you fairly recognize that this is on the lower end of the scale, but for for me anyway, I I can put myself into how was this craft that despite like how was it tied together? Well, this way, and I can sort of I I, I can amuse myself thinking of how the filmmakers went about their business. Are you at all like are you, you at all like that? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely cheap, and it's you, you know from. Uh, that that first initial sex scene that this is the sex you're gonna get throughout the movie. It's very piss poor, like you said. The 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 <laughs> someone's getting their their feet kissed, and like you said, it's it's like super orgasmic, like it's the best sex they've ever had in the world without actually having sex. They do that multiple times in the movie. Someone yeah, had a fo- yeah. so someone had a foot fetish going into this movie. <laughs> Uh, and 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 I, and I also find it amusing how they, these way these uninspired ways they film. These things, like, yeah, <laughs> uh, not through different camera setups, right? Because you start the camera on her never regions, then film her face, then go back, yep, then go back to her face, tilt it, tilt the camera a little bit, tilt it back, cut, we're done, and it it's not enough, <laughs> man. I mean, just because you fit yourself into the marketplace in 1993 or 1994. It's it's not enough, but as as we saw Joshua in in the likes of Erotic Journey or even the unpublicizable file, the Untold Story ripoff, they're trying to capitalize. And I mean, it's it can be interesting at least adding that little bit of knowledge that there were movies like this that tried to capitalize, even if they're a trek to get through. Or or how do you feel in terms of the category free stuff? Uh, is it fun to have this movie in the Wikipedia upstairs at the very least? This is, it's about as generic, I think, as uh, the genre gets. Yeah, it's good to be able to rely back on that and say, okay, this is kind of, I'm not going to say the depths of like how bad it can be. There's surely worse, but this is kind of like bland enough to be just middle of the road in pretty much every conceivable fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like the prototype, you know, of just people without any ideas or anything like that just uh, let's get a sex movie out you know so you can always rely back on that for you know i guess knowledge <laughs> i do i uh, <laughs> i need it <laughs> it's, uh, I'm, I'm i'm the intended viewer i suppose uh, and I, I don't know if this is correct i just glanced at it now but uh i'm sure it isn't but it's uh, but it'll be fun in our heads if this is the true fact Box office, ninety-seven Hong Kong dollars, <laughs> which is about twelve dollars US. <laughs> like one person. I'm gonna, I'm gonna imagine that's real, and uh, that, that, that's that's gonna amuse me for a couple of minutes. <laughs> but so, so, so people, they they are here, but they don't show up as such. But one person that does show up, despite having no reason to do so, is Reina Otomo. Who's in the subplot of uh, Dennis Tank's character, Fucking You? We're gonna call him that because that'll make us laugh. And it did. <laughs> and it did. He's the uh, he's the photographer, and he uh, he puts moves on girls. He uh, he takes fo- fo- photos of. I'm not sure he's an actual photographer. This is all a big scam. But he's a uh, douchebag. He's, he, he's from Penf. 
House magazine. (laughs) 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 And I emphasize penthouse because that's what the subtitles say. But, you know, looking at her, King Ho, Reino Tom, I mean, a, a beautiful woman. And a veteran of these movies, I mean, she she could have every reason not to not to be engaged in any of the sensuality here. But uh, you know, does she show up in in your view, despite the material being so threadbare? Ah, uh, yes, yeah. a legit Catherine actress. She doesn't really stray from Catherine, or hadn't strayed from Catherine in her career. So um, she, I think, she always shows up because this is that's her gig. That was her uh, kind of main gig. I mean, to sell sensuality. It, it it can be a rarity in these bad movies because people mm-hmm. look bored. But I don't know about if you noticed that in your despair, Joshua, when you saw her and when her first sex scene started, that at least she is putting in an effort to sell the soft core. Or what did you take away from that, if anything? She does. She does a good job with the sex, and she also does a good job with the uh, what's this? The doggy? Is that the? Uh... <laughs> A boyfriend, the gangster yeah, yeah. boyfriend, <laughs> Snoop Dogg's uh, great cousin, and uh, Dicky would have been a harder etched gangster uh... name, right? But they they went for Doggy, Doggy, and uh, also, you know, one applicable way to describe her is what Doggy describes her as. Oh my god, which is she, she's like, you know, you can't, why why don't you trust me? And he says, I can't. You're like a trash can. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great, but like it's one step away from calling her a cum dumpster, right? Like, oh, dude. And and not only that, yeah, he kicks over the trash can that's in the room. Oh, the greatest. Condoms. (laughs) A French tickler. A French tickler. Which is the best sort of comedic scene in the movies. I'm I'm sure you want to describe that because he he thinks uh, she's cheating, right? So how does she get out of that situation? King Hu and Joshua, want to share that story with the listeners? So I know that when he he kicks over the the can and he finds a French tickler in the can, and he's holding it up. And if that's not magnum size too. <laughs> and then he gets the jizz from the condom on his hand, and then he sniffs it. Oh. What? That's disgust. Come on, come on. <laughs> but she convinces him that that isn't so. It's something else. Oh God, it's, it's, it was, it's was too it much. Was it like a something she rubbed on herself or some shit? What was it? I I, I, I think like she took maybe a, a a bottle of lotion and she showed that. Oh, it, it, I put it over the bottle of lotion to play with <laughs> oh, myself, yeah, and it's yeah, lotion. Yeah, yeah, like, yes, right. yes, yes, yes. And she gets out of it. (laughs) So, yes, it's amusing. And I like her. So, therefore, a sequence like that, and it's rare, that kind of momentum works for me. That's fine. Absolutely fine. And I like her. So, she she gets a big old pause, if you will. And and I guess guess Dennis Tang, who, who, who isn't, the life of the party in terms of performance uh, here or anything, but uh, I I enjoy his little stupid scam act that he's got here because when the model in the case of her doesn't perform as he wants, he turns away in this nonchalant way and have a smoke <laughs> and like uh, <sighs> tries to be a suave smoker and a smooth talker. It's such a stupid act. At one point, he flicks away his cigarette nonchalantly, like. Uh, like, uh, like he thinks it's big shit. Like, uh, he, he probably is, like, um, in his head. He probably perceived in his head that he can do anything. Because he's a star. And he can grab the metapussy. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's he's ordered us. He's ordered us. He goes after anyone he feels like. He even goes after Champoy K, who I forgot was in this movie until I saw it. And his act is so bad, man. He just shows up and like click, takes photos of her and follows her everywhere. Just never stops following her. <laughs> and what does she do? She has sex with him. <laughs> Come to my room. Yeah, woman, yeah. for heaven's sake! Like that act is so bad, and I. I'm stretching too. Like, where's the amusement? Well, that is so bad. That act is so bad. That is amusing. That is amusing. Despite Champoy K doing the absolutely shitty thing of going to bed with him, because <laughs> who would fall for that, man? Who would fall for that shtick? Like, that's <laughs> Champoy K. <laughs> well, well, it's written by a man, presumably this movie, or conceived right. uh, on a napkin by a man. So, of course, <laughs> this is what the man in question would write. Like, totes would fall for. Uh, fucking you, you know. So, so, so clearly, there's a, this is not a woman's perspective on uh, on this category-free movie. Before we get to the frisky cop, which is a woman, I wanted to ask you, King Hu. I'm not sure you uh, rechecked this info, but apparently, the director of this one is the director of a favorite movie of yours. Uh, the director of La is uh, Lao Xiu Guan and Quan and on his filmography there's a little movie called Hero Dream yes what is there to say about Hero Dream to sort of sell it in a short way to people who haven't seen Hero Dream uh, is it uh, due to the casting or is it due to some sexual shenanigans in it sexual shenanigans involving transvestites uh, heteros I guess they're called cisgender now um, it's, it's, a whole, it's a whole smorgasbord of, of cock and balls and vaginas and action <laughs> because they also in the cast they got uh, both Chin Siu Ho and his brother yes, Chin Karok, yes. Machiko Nishiwaki, Carrie Um. It's a, it's I mean it's a smorgasbord right there. It's it's amazing. Much more fun movie. Oh, definitely. I only remember well I remember that from Hero Dream, but I also remember stuff like henchmen falling down on cue is one of my favorite things in movies. <laughs> You know, so someone in the other shot shoots a couple of bullets, and ten of the henchmen fall down on cue. I think they used Miami uh, Miami Vice music. Yes, they did. Some of the scenes. Yeah, it was great. Great. Didn't necessarily help uh, to add to the action <laughs> feel at all. But, uh, so, uh, I know we're going in sort of uh, ch- checking sequences here, but I'm not going to do that for each and every sequence. But uh, I do, in this world of um, sexual harassment allegations coming to light, mm. this is a movie that uh, shows what wouldn't fly in today's Me Too world, if you will. And I'm not making light of that. I'm just saying no, it would not. But but they reverse uh, reverse expectations because is the person who's sexually harassing people here uh, a man, Joshua? Is it uh, a male cop? Or is it something else? Someone else? It's a lady officer. <laughs> uh. I'm coming back to the point of that totes conceived by a man. Because this is all fantasy, man. It's all fantasy. It's clearly made up by a man. Want to feel uh, some 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 specific? Want to talk of some specifics in this scene? Uh, what's her? Uh, if uh, if Dennis Tank's character has a shtick about him, what's her shtick? How does she get uh, her conquests? I didn't ask the actual uh, policeman. <laughs> you know this, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've never done anything like that. You mean you tell me you've never frisked a guy and just been like, oh, okay. Oh, look at you. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the salami. (laughs) 
and in front of my colleagues, I'm gonna do the most transparent thing and take the guy to the side. Right. So. What do we have here, huh? A concealed weapon, eh? I'll take care of this man. Is that how that works too? Like, yeah, That's hey. How- Hey guys, I'm gonna take this person to go question them by myself in some fucking apartment building over across the street. It's actually one full day of training in the Poose Academy. That's exactly what we learned. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem like you know a bad idea or anything like that. That seems like really, really intelligent, you know. So, so we're coming around to the fact that the Shaw family—they're a bunch of uh, perverts, including the police woman of it all. Yeah, even. Upholding the law, hmm. and all she's upholding is cock. It's, <laughs> it's a shame. It's it's not a good sequence in terms of well, this leads to good sexuality on screen. Not not really. I mean, it the, the amusing, amusing factor for me was that very very fact that they've written it to be a woman because of course because it's, they're they're crafting masturbatory material here. Clearly, clearly. Oh, sure. Uh, she's a bad cop, though. And not just because of that, because she uh, she blackmails him into having sex with her by planting uh, drugs, uh, a bag of heroin or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if I misread this, but she picks up what well, she places that in his hand, picks that up with a tissue, then puts it in her other hand. <laughs> and I don't know, I, I'm not a technician, but we we learned that on day two of the academy. <laughs> it's all like you, you foolish lady <laughs> your prints are over that bag now for heaven's sake so okay that guy couldn't have been that good because you know like a uh, good of a person because he could sit there and you know i think either sniff or taste and could tell that it was heroin as opposed to like cocaine both of them white powders so he he knew some shit obviously it's the movie trope here uh but but normally you know cops in movies they taste Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> but normally, normally it's coke. For once, they uh, if they even uh, spell heroin correctly, they might have wrote heroin or something like that. Who knows? But... A fish. <laughs> it's a heron. <laughs> oh my god! No, don't tell me. In. <laughs> it's like contraband in this world, right? <laughs> Charlie, as he plays an office boss again. That's the age old. I, I mean, I, I can just imagine. You remember the scene in Lang Kwai Fong Swingers where they um, give him the movie synopsis, right? It's about guys wooing girls. And he says, like, his character said, like, very good, very good. I mean, <laughs> this feels like the movie he would agree to because, well, yeah, I've done this. I can do this. I mean, <laughs> and to be honest, it's Charlie, yeah. And he does what Charlie, Charlie does what Charlie does. I mean, it's it's what it is. But I wouldn't say there's anything unusual that's quotable here. It's Charlie f- forcing ladies to have sex with him because he has that blackmail scheme uh, over there looming over them, which makes you hate him and you're supposed to hate him. But I wouldn't say, guys, that this is... Uh, like, watch this scene out of this movie because he is fun. It's... Just Charlie stuff again, and I yeah, don't think that's really enough. Charlie. Yes, yes, yeah. very much. Anything though that is quotable from Charlie throughout the movie King Ho that you wanna that you wanna single out? Well, he has a lot of cho faces when he when he has sex. That's always always fun. Um, but that yeah, that doesn't. It's like like I said, it's just pedestrian cho. It's nothing um nothing out of the ordinary. It's just it's him doing what he does best, I guess. 
Yeah, because the movie's so pedestrian, not even. Yeah, you, yeah. you gotta you gotta give some performance sometimes a, a scenario to work with, right? But here, there's nothing really to make you sort of like, huh, oh, that's unusual. Well, he is he's one of he's one of the bright spots of the movie because even just Charlie being Charlie is so amusing and fun that you know it 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 does pick up the movie a little bit when he is on screen. Okay, I mean it's it's. Uh when they shoot just him you know uh his uh his old faces his uh sex, yeah, yeah. sex faces it's pedestrian filmmaking that's kind of uncomfortable because they're just shooting a guy having <laughs> fake sex right yeah. but but it's you know he's he does what he does and it's it's funny while it lasts and uh he's his smug nature and his smug face when he knows he's in control of stuff and, you know, short of licking his lips, almost like, mm. oh, I'm, I'm going to grope this girl because I can. I own her and things like that. So right. amusing for the for the minute or two we get. But again, p- pedestrian Charlie. Anything else to add to that, uh, Joshua, in terms of Charlie? Any subtitles? They're all fun. Pedestrian Charlie is about the perfect way to explain the movie. You know, I think that's uh, pretty much what you get here. You come in, you come for Charlie... You stay for Charlie. Who? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, nothing else to do. You might as well. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, (laughs) maybe not this movie though. (laughs) Like, it's the Milka Charlie that you that you that you sit up and uh, watch with, you know, with full attention, right? Yeah. I got him to say yes, <laughs> <laughs> but but you know it, it all it all is supposed to be obviously it isn't. This these episodes are going to lead into comeuppance for the characters, and uh, some are just going to be, you know, that they perform the illegal acts, and the law is going to catch up to them. You need to have that, of course. But I mean, King, who is that even well implemented? That st- structure of oh, they got their comeuppance. That was. Yeah, it's it's very brief, a brief comeuppance, you know, it just, it happens and then they move on, you know, and they don't seem broken up about things, right? They, the family was just like, eh, eh, happened, I guess, and now we're upset and that was about it. Yeah, they were broke at the very least. Yeah. Uh, So, but you're right, it is, it it sort of comes out of nowhere that, oh, we got a big comeuppance sequence now and then then the movie's over. Um, the, the, The only piece of dialogue I enjoyed in this is that one character at least had the mental awareness to say what kind of family is this everyone is so vulgar yes that was the maid was it the maid no i think choi Cho- manwa even said this the mother like okay. what kind of family is this everyone's so vulgar like have you looked in the mirror looked in the mirror lady yes yes you're right you're right <laughs> but if it's christmas because sometimes dysfunctional families uh, and their aspects uh-huh. come out at christmas that's right Let's see what i did there yes uh, i do i do very good <laughs> but 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 yeah, any movie shot that sometimes the 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 category free house with uh, beige walls and nothing on the walls usually have no chance of mattering. And I That's the producer's house. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean it it, it is pedestrian, it peters out most of the time. The only thing I thought was funny is uh, it's sort of my next to last note is when Dennis Tang needs to avoid the Champoy K character because um it turns out they have a connection to that family. So when they are mourning and he bears his face in the in his uh, in his hands and all of that. So a few beats that were okay but but the thing I own the only thing I laughed at 
is when Dennis Tang says in between the sobs, like, I, my, my phone is broken. So I have, look, it's broken. And then it rings. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. <laughs> Damn it. So, yeah. And, and my final note is that the only uh, effects work we get here, because one character gets a major comeuppance um, after the uh, gangsters uh, catches him. And uh, if anyone knows this, it should be Josh. You, you're familiar with the band Cannibal Corpse, right? Yeah. They have a song called Hammer Smashed Face. Right. <laughs> so, but they they missed an opportunity here because they they could have uh, written something called Hammer Smashed Cock, and then dun, 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 dun. <laughs> is that uh, on the level of uh, Fulci uh, Fulci effects uh, status? Uh, that effect when uh, a character gets his uh, cock smashed to bits and pieces, Joshua. Well, the fact that I don't even recall it. that sounds like something i should have remembered but i don't even remember the penis being smashed well you never saw it it's uh off screen and then you get a brief burst of awfully thick blood on the shower wall oh jeez it was very brief go back and watch and get back to us and analyze this shit Uh, (laughs) someday (laughs) someday maybe we'll do a boner episode on, on that scene but, only. Yeah. We've got 40 minutes to fill, Joshua. What else do you want to say? <laughs> well, well, it wasn't that impressive. What did, you, what did you do today? I don't know. So, so I'm assuming it wasn't Fulci-esque. No, but it, 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 it's one of those, like, in a movie that's weak and almost timid and definitely pedestrian, a little minor, minor peak like that. Oh. Not just a verbal sort of like, don't do that, but rather uh, someone did something violent to someone who was uh, uh, who was a dick. So, And I think it was the Dennis Tang character that got his uh, dick smashed. So that's that's six dicks total for, for the day. We had five, five castrations <laughs> and a smashed cock. So that's six dicks that are, are just demolished. After, after, you know, so many, you know, penis dis- being destroyed you just kind of <laughs> kind of blank out you know? what a bummer he's a bummer <laughs> christmas is a bummer bummer <laughs> I-, I promise you that wasn't why i connected the movies i could take credit for that like one has five one has Correct. one right but uh, it's just like why not work ourselves through some charlie Chow movies and in a group some of the bad ones could be sort of fun to to quote but in a way, though, to round off my notes, it adds ever so slightly to the context that was the category-free softcore comedy filmmaking scene of 93 and 94. Because there were those that used the rating well commercially and also creatively. And there were those that didn't creatively and certainly didn't commercially, judging by the possible incorrect box office of 97 Hong Kong dollars for this mm. movie. Mm. Ninety-seven. So um, that's uh, that's it. Misadventures of a family of sex maniacs. That's the summary says of, uh, <laughs> and and it should have been more fun. So that's uh, yeah. That's uh, yeah. I'll put that to bed. Uh, let's go around the room. I have a feeling Joshua have tons of notes on this. So let's uh, <laughs> let's ask him. <laughs> any other notes? <laughs> any other notes? Uh, 
I felt that of all the sequences of all the like, because all this is just a series of fucking events, but like the uh, the bits with the mom and you know the uh, masseuse or whatever who hires a guy to come uh, bang her and like mm. pretend like she's raping and everything. That one was handled so poorly. Like at first, I had to rewind it to figure out what the hell was even going on, <laughs> and then you know everything else was just like. You kind of get lost in the son's photography thing. Like, who's he trying to sleep with now? The daughter, at least she has, like, a premise that's, like, stays, you know, kind of continual of, like, you know, frisking guys to get him to fuck. Well, 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 continual is not even good enough because the second scene that that happens is exactly the same damn scene. Yes. She appears out of but... nowhere, like, "Hey, boys, I'm here now." <laughs> so, 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 I thought to myself, like, "Are they gonna do this three or four times just to fill ninety I can minutes?" Keep up with it, though, yes. At least. I like, I'm like, okay, well, I know who sh- she is. She's still the same one, still doing the same shit. The son, you know, he just kind of like, "What the fuck ever?" And then Charlie with his whole thing with the. Uh, trying to you know seduce his secretary or whatever i don't know so much of it just you fucking just lose interest lose focus like that you know i can't keep up with what the fuck's even going on just it's you know sex for like five six minutes at a time and move on to something else i don't know it maybe felt like five six minutes believe me it's not even that long because (laughs) it's like what (laughs) two or three at most of some feet feet licking and some uh, crotch to crotch (laughs) inserts pubes to pubes inserts (laughs) you get the stopwatch out the whole time the bastards didn't even give me over 90 seconds for the fucking yeah, but it, it it sort of weak source that comedic yeah comedic stick of uh, let's uh, have a robber come here and rape me because uh, that's the yeah. and of course a real robber turns up a real robber because it's so uh, blank as made and bland looking and no one is really engaged no wonder that stuff falls flat right yeah yeah how many versions of this do you own on home video King Hoop? <laughs> I just have I have the VCD and I have the laser disc but without the cover. Which really guts me. I want the cover because I'm an <laughs> asshole completist and I want that cover. If you uh, pay ninety-seven Hong Kong dollars for it, then maybe maybe the investors uh, will we'll be happy. <laughs> Someone please pay it. <laughs> so uh, it was made by Superpower Motion Picture Company. Yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and Mega International Film Company. Mega. Short of Bigley International Film Company, right? <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, it, it might not be a high to go out on in terms of the Christmas episode, but uh, as I said, category free context uh, we managed to achieve here, believe it or not. Uh, there there are better movies out there with Charlie, uh, movies that can be rewatched over and over. Everything from False Lady to Another Piece of Romance, this isn't one of those. As for availability, I'm not sure that Ocean Shores put it out on VHS too, but there, there, there certainly was a laser disc, as you said, King Who. There was a yes. letterbox DVD from Ocean Shores that is uh, out of print, just like the laser disc is out of print. So if you can find it for a reasonable price, if you do want to pursue it, then then uh, don't overpay for it. Like 97 Hong Kong dollars. Keep it at that limit. <laughs> uh, Taiwan's Scholar also put out a version on DVD that's missing a substantial amount of nudity and sex scenes. So there is that. Uh, so uh, a movie that's over that quickly is perhaps a blessing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if, if, you, if you want this movie, 
you want the version without the sex scenes because <laughs> you just, well you want that plot you know it's art yes it's it's... Art. <laughs> but but really how would how would the movie play out without that because maybe the family wouldn't appear so bad like what did they ever do <laughs> i didn't see anything they were just sort of living their boring lives and that was it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cop. I mean, she she maybe got a little too personal while frisking that guy, but I mean, other than that, she's still a police officer. She didn't she's make a guy it. strip down to his red underwear. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, uh, thank you for participating. It's sort of time to say uh, let's stop the fucking for 2017, and uh, this is uh, Sleazy K sort of saying something serious for once. I uh, wish you all. A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And even if you don't celebrate, or if you celebrate differently, I hope uh, it'll be a beautiful, warm time for you. And uh, thank you for all the support of this little show uh, this year that does its very best to contextualize the category-free movie. And we, even when we re-review stuff, like Mindfuck, it was about context and uh, not just quoting the insane stuff and uh, shit-smeared genitalia <laughs> it was about <laughs> providing some context and we try our very best to do that and uh, we're gonna try to do that for as much as we can during 2017 based on uh, the respective availability of uh, of the co-hosts uh, you know for this show versus real life uh, so uh, we'll, we'll do our very best so uh, I uh, let's just go around the room. Anything else you want to say, Joshua? Do you hate Christmas now? Just because I just gave you one good sleazy Christmas movie. Still love Christmas. Still love you, Ken. I love you too, again buddy. Next year, absolutely. Uh, just hoping we can find. Uh, maybe we need to use King Who to find like what. What are two suitable Charlie Chow Christmas movies? Um, there must be two other ones that have some elements <laughs> of uh, of actual cheer or something. I don't know, but uh, there's plenty to choose from. I mean, you can just sort of put them in a random movie generator and four beautiful amorous ghosts. (laughs) Uh, That wasn't so great. (laughs) I can't believe you remember that. (laughs) uh, Escort service. That wasn't bad. (laughs) You're just making things up now, right? No, no. Sex revenge. That's a good one. Sex revenge is a good one. Right. The wild girls is all right. All right. I got some good ones there. Run for life, ladies from China. I think, uh, I, yes, I don't think that was subtitled, the version I have. Yeah, they did. There's bound to be maybe some video video stuff in there, too. And yeah, yeah. Sexy and Dangerous 2, he plays Cocky's father. So obviously that's a classic. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Not even Dicky. <laughs> not even Dicky's father, right? Like Cocky's father. Cocky. Cocky's father. I have that poster, by the way. Of so. course you do. There you go. <laughs> like, like, did, did you pursue that post or that came in a lot I actually pursued it good man yes yes. <laughs> love that enthusiasm <laughs> let's throw it over to you and any final words uh, King Who about uh, things in general the show or something else um, I, I like to say that shit happens when you party naked that could sum up <laughs> today's episode <laughs> 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 and I do still like Christmas and I do still enjoy uh Ken and the show and Josh and I hope to be back. You have an open invitation at any Thank time you. and uh, because uh, you, you bring the context and the uh, knowledge to the table and enthusiasm which is I think is a beautiful combination to have. So. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so we're getting those uh, posters uh, in, in the will when all is said and done. They're going <laughs> to the Hong Kong Film Archive because I hear they have nothing. They actually have no 
they have no archive to speak of actually it's just a building that doesn't surprise me at all <laughs> yeah yeah, so. yeah you, you, you do you you're, you're cataloging you're archiving so i, I try i try yeah. it's it's an expensive uh uh, habit, I guess. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's 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 taking over. Is it over, really so. for random Hong Kong movies? Is it really that expensive? I mean, I know if you want to get like a quad poster of Sex and Sin, maybe that will cost you an arm and a leg. But is it really like to to get category three posters? Is that really it's, expensive? It's very, yeah, very. Because I, I, sometimes people don't know, don't know what they have, and they just see, oh, it's a Chinese poster. Uh, this this should be worth something, and they they really yeah. jack the price up. Or people, it's such a specialized thing. That there's only a few a few perverts like me, you know, will look for category three posters, and they know who they have. They reel me in like a fucking big fish, <laughs> and yeah, I'm gonna pay the hundred dollars for that and, stupid and poster that has a rip in it. Every time, yes. <laughs> it works every time. Yeah, I'm a fool. I'm an idiot. But <laughs> eh, what it is, it is what it is. <laughs> we we love you anyway. Your enthusiasm. <laughs> and you. Clearly, you're a responsible family man. It's not like uh, well, sorry, sorry. You're not gonna get any clothes until you're 12 years old <laughs> because Daddy has spent it all. <laughs> you know, mommy buys the clothes, Daddy buys his movie shit. Mommy yeah, m- <laughs> clearly buys the Yulmost as well. Yes, she does. She does. <laughs> it's not like you gave her a five, like five bucks to go and buy your stuff a bit cheaper. Well, I gave her ten dollars to go out and buy a bottle of wine, and then whatever was remaining, I said buy some Yulmost. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, guys. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you both. And uh, thank you for taking part. Uh, I always enjoy to end the year this way, even if it's just us who enjoy enjoy the fact that we end the year this way. But it's part of the double bill of the network. Uh, at the end of the year, there's the podcast on Fire Christmas special. And at the same time, maybe later in the evening, we unleash Charlie, whether it's Dark Charlie or Dickless Charlie in this case. <laughs> Like, that's a monster for a monster feature. Like, uh, once upon a time, he had his dick cut off. And when you <laughs> chant his name five times in the mirror... He shows up eating it. <laughs> <laughs> like freaky David Cronenberg horror. Like, stop it, stop it, don't show me that. Like, I'm gonna die of a heart, of a heart attack. And then, then Charlie has done his uh, job. Like the like I said last year, uh, not the better book, but the bonka book. <laughs> and I'll be Charlie. Anyway, Merry Christmas, guys! Happy New Year! And uh, thank you very much again. And I've been uh, Sleazy K. And with me was the great Lord Joshua Regal. Say bye, buddy. Bye. And King Who. Happy trails, partners. <laughs> you did okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs>